a place the song she was singing you know the lord is always good and his mercy endures forevermore i bring you greetings from atlanta georgia in solid rock pentecostal church day in atlanta and so good to be here and be again i love alberta amen i love the church here it's amazing what the lord is doing he's doing some amazing things anybody feel the presence of the lord you know that really makes a difference in any service it's really God's presence. You know, I told my congregation this many times. I would hate to go to church and God don't show up. I really would. I would hate to go to church and God is not there. But his presence is here. That what really makes the difference. We talk about the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of the Lord. And everywhere the Ark went, it's the God, the God's presence was there. And there's something about when you come into a church and you feel God the presence. And his, his, his presence fills every place in our hearts. Uh, anybody glad about it this morning, God's presence? I'm really glad about it. Hallelujah. I really am. And I really believe that God's going to do some amazing things this morning. So I want you to, amen, get, you, get your Bibles. Go with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, if you would, this morning. I give honor to Bishop uh, Bishop Neal today, my friend, my, my colleague, and uh, I really appreciate Brother and Sister Neil. They are tremendous yes, people. You are really blessed to have a great pastor. You know, you know, many people don't understand this. You don't, you don't value a pastor until you have a bad pastor. When you have a pastor who doesn't care what you do, when you want to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, or just don't even care about you. When you have someone who has a heart, and there's a difference between a shepherd and a hireling, the Bible talks about. You know, you read the Psalms, chapter 23, he talks about the Lord's prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And David wrote that during a very difficult time. And, and David was a shepherd, so he could write about what it really means to be a shepherd. He said, when the lions came, I killed the lion because it was trying to kill my sheep. When the bear came, I killed the bear because it tried to take my sheep. And thank God for giant killers and bear killers. And thank God for a good past. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Really. You know, I believe it's very healthy to honor those that God has placed in your life. And you have to understand this principle. You know, everyone needs someone to speak into their life. Everybody needs someone. The question asks you, who do you trust to speak into your life? Because you can't be where you need to go unless somebody gives you or sponsor you to go there. It's kind of like in a job. No one gets anywhere on a job unless someone sponsors you. What do you mean, Pastor Terry? Somebody takes interest in you. Somebody appreciates you and understanding what this person brings value to the table. That's, that's one thing about having a good pastor in your life. If you don't, I want to encourage you, learn to value, appreciate the man and woman of God in your life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And um, you know what? I tell people all the time, you know, when you have a great pastor, it's really a blessing of the Lord. Go into the book of St. I mean, I'm sorry, the book of Joshua, chapter 1. And I'm glad to have my wife with me. I really appreciate my wife and um, appreciate her. She is so, so spiritual in my life. She's a spiritual light in my life. She keeps me praying all the time, good and bad, you know. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate her. I'm glad she's with me today. And I want to thank you for the gift. Thank you for just your hospitality. And thank you for just receiving us. And we really value that and appreciate that. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1, he gives a story. You can stand if you if you stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. I will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and read it. And I was going to kind of talk a little bit, but We'll go ahead and read the word of the Lord here. And uh, 
And I just want to read something else. And I was reading the other day, and I felt the Lord gave me a word. In, in Lamentation chapter 3, you got to go there, in 22, he said, It is, to, it is to God, the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, because his compassion faileth not. They are new every morning. Somebody said, new every morning. And it says, great is thy faithfulness. Praise God. I feel like I need to read that this morning, uh, to you this morning, because I really feel the Lord is so kind to us. He really is. He's kinder than, than we can imagine in our lives, and thank the Lord for it. But in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, you find that, uh, that Israel is on the brink of a new adventure, a new chapter in their life. And God is about to do something amazing in Israel's life. And he tells them, my, my, said, now, that my, uh, now after the death of Moses, servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, son of Nun, said, Moses, minister, saying this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, rise and go over to Jordan. Die in all that his people unto the land which I would to give to them, even the children of Israel. And then he said in verse 3, Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto, unto Moses. He, he talks about how far the distance would go, but he said in verse 6, He said, Be strong and of good courage, for unto his people shall thou divide an, an inheritance of the land, which I swear unto your fathers to give them. Then let's read verse 7 together. Read with me. Only be thou what strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand to the left that thou mayest prosper whatsoever thy goer. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. The book of Joshua is an amazing book. It really is. It's a book about new chapters, new beginning, fresh starts. Anybody want a fresh start in your life? I want a fresh start. I want a new beginning. In 1851, there was a man named John Lang Soldy who coined the phrase, Go West, young man, go west. The phrase captured the imagination of clerks and mechanics and soldiers returning from the Civil War who, who wanted to move west to take up homestead. People saw it as an opportunity to expand, and they saw that the fertile soils in the West could provide I mean, uh, uh, employment and a relief from poverty. And so he, he coined this phrase, Go West. And I want to title my message this morning, Go West. Look at someone and say, Go West. One of the greatest challenges of any spiritual leader is, is keeping in step with God and knowing where God is going. The book of Joshua opens up, finding that the spiritual leader at the threshold of significant change in their life. God is about to open a new chapter. Somebody say a new chapter. And Joshua's ability to discern what God was doing was critical. It's very important to understand when God is moving, that we need to move when God moves, when the cloud moves, that we move, when the pillow of fire moves by night, that we move. And Joshua had to discern what God was doing. When God begins to move, it's very important to discern what God is up to. And sometimes it's very hard to distinguish. I think it's important for us to have a, 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 what we call insight to understanding and understanding where God, what God is doing in our life. I believe that God gives signs to us. Sometimes of things we want to hear and some things we don't want to hear. God has a way of bringing signs but the legendary leader, Moses, 
was a tremendous man. He led Israel through a very difficult time, a challenging time. He brought them out of Egypt, brought them to the brink of the Jordan River. He, he was there when there was no food, when there was no water, when they were tired, when they was hungry, when there was one in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses gave birth to them. Moses prayed for them. He dedicated their children. He buried them. He, he, he prayed for them when they were sick. When there was land disputes, when there, when there was marriage issues and raising their children, Moses was really an icon, a legendary leader during his time. I believe that every leader is born for their time. I believe you are born for this time. God didn't choose to birth you in David's generation or Paul's generation, but God chose to birth you in this generation because he realized you got what it takes to make it. Look at your neighbors and you got what it takes to make it. When God is moving, it's very important to us to, to have the ability to see God's hand in things that transpire in our life. Many times we don't understand what God is up to, but God is always up to something. Remember this, change is always the seed of opportunity. Sometimes we don't understand why God, why God does what he does, but he has a purpose. God is not lost, nor is God confused. God knows exactly what he's doing in your life. But you have to be open to God. Somebody say open. open. Be open for what God wants to do in your life. Many times people close down. When things transpire in their life, they start shutting down because things didn't work out the way you thought they should work out. But I'll be there that all things work together for the good. Anybody believe that? That all things work together for the good. But then I love God. Then who will call according to his what? Purpose. Many people must see change. Some people, some people see change as a threat. They see change not as an opportunity, but as a threat. We must understand that it is not what we, what we do, how we live that matter, I mean, how we die that matter, but how we live that really makes a difference in our life. I believe that when Jordan is always a place of separation, it is always a place of transition. Notice in the scriptures, when you start looking at the scriptures, you see Joshua coming to the brink of the river. And, and, and Jordan is always a transition. It's always a barrier. And you understand that there are rivers and streams and mountains and lakes and oceans are what we call natural barriers. They are barriers. And sometimes to get over that barrier, it costs you something to get over that barrier. And sometimes it's not cheap. But Jordan is always a place of separation, but also is also a place of transition. Somebody say transition. And many times, transition can take place in your life, and you don't even recognize transition. One of the things that Joshua had to recognize is what, what is God up to? He's a new leader. Now you find Joshua at the threshold. Now he must lead the people over the Jordan River. And there comes a point in time in your life that God begins to do something in your life, and he begins to operate in your life. But you've got to discern exactly what God is doing. And Elijah, that was a lady in the Bible, a Shudamite woman, who had a husband. And, her, and uh, this prophet would come by every day. And as he came by, she perceived that he was a man of God. She had perception that this, is, this was no, just no ordinary man. This was a, a very unique man. She perceived that he was a man of God. She had to discern that this is something that God is up to. And also, when she made preparation. Somebody say preparation. She made preparation for the man of God. 
she realized, you know, if I want God to come my way, I need to do something. I need to make something happen. And so what the story told me, the story tell, says that, number one, she built a house, a room, excuse me, a room onto her house. And when she did, she, she, made a, she made a, gave an invitation for the men of God to stop by. And God blessed her because she was able to discern what God was doing. Are you, can you discern what God is doing in your life? Sometimes a blessing never looks like a blessing. I mentioned to you on, on, on other night that some, uh, your, your blessing could, your, your curse, the thing that you thought was a curse could be a blessing in your life. So Joshua found himself at the threshold of change. And many times in our life that God was about to do a new thing in Israel's life. It was a new chapter. And new chapters are always were exciting. But also they are scary. Amen. Because you're so familiar with the familiar, you don't want to step into something new. And all of a sudden, Joshua realizes God hadn't brought us to this place before, so now this is new. What do we do? We just cross over. Jo jo Joshua knew that he had to get the people to cross over. It was new territory. New chapters bring new ideas. New chapter brings freshness, newness. There's something about new chapters. Here's the story. You must recognize the opening of a chapter in your life and the closing of a chapter in your life. Did you hear, Pastor? You must recognize when God is opening a chapter in your life, something new, something fresh, something different. And it's, it's hard for us to move away from the familiar, things we are so familiar with. And God said, all right, I want to move you from here to here. But to get from here to here, it will cost you something. And so the but we must recognize the, the opening of a chapter. Here's, but just as we understand the openings of a chapter, this is important. Here's another one. You've got to recognize the closing of a chapter in your life. And sometimes opening of chapters could be, number one, it could be a job loss. An opening of a chapter could be a, a, a new family. An opening of a chapter could be a, a health issue, a financial issue. These are new chapters, and we, we walk into it not knowing what's going to happen. But the Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. And sometimes we got to learn how to step into the moment when God is doing something. I've learned wherever God is, I want to go there. If he's working over here, I want to work over there. Somebody say amen. Come on, talk to me this morning. Amen. But just as you recognize the opening of a chapter, you must recognize the closing of a chapter in your life. That God is doing something new and fresh in your life. Because God did it one way one time doesn't mean he'll do it the same way the next time. God is unpredictable. Look at someone and say, God is unpredictable. Come on, look at somebody. Come on, say, God is unpredictable. He is really unpredictable. You can't say, you can't always try to figure out where God is all the time. God blows our mind. God is everywhere at the same time. And we must recognize when God is opening a chapter and God is closing a chapter. And Joshua recognized, hey, God is doing something fresh and new on the scene. And he realized that this is a transition. Somebody say transition. He said, there's a transition. And I, we got to cross over. He said, 
there was, here's a story. All, all the 12 tribes didn't cross over. There was two and a half tribe who stayed on the other side. I've learned everybody won't go with you when God tells you to go. There are some people, if you read in First Second Chronicles, he talks about that. He talks about, you know, it was it was Reuben and Gag and half a tribe of Manasseh. They 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 looked at the pastors and said, "This is a great spot for us to raise our cattle." They were they, they raised cattle, and so they didn't want to cross over because they recognized, "Hey, this is a good spot. Why should we go over?" And so they settle. For less. Somebody said they settle for less. Don't settle for less when God has called you to more. They say, you know what? Hey, the grass is greener on this side, so we won't go over there. But God's plan was for them to cross over. Somebody say cross over. If you read, if you go ahead and study that, you will find out that God finally put them in captivity because of disobedience. They start worshiping false gods. But here's the kicker behind all that. Remember when Jesus went to the Galilee? He went there. And the man was possessed of all the devils. You remember that? He was, had a legion of demons. Well, you notice the people there was raising hogs. They were backslidden Jews eating pork chop on Sunday morning. And so they had, look how far they had drifted from God. They had to do so far from God that when Jesus cast the devils out of the man, they went into the, the swine, and the swine ran down the hill and drowned. And you would think, man, they would be so happy at what transpired. Oh, God delivered this man. God saved this man. No, they were concerned about their money. They lost their, they lost their swine. They didn't want to get Jesus out of there. Man, you messing everything up. You know, sometimes God will mess up your playhouse. He'll mess up your yard, your house. God does that. God will tear up your place. He will. He'll, he'll, oh, he'll tear up everything in your life to bring you to a place called now. Oh, somebody clap your hand to a place called now. See, what we thought was a curse and actually is a blessing of God. Because seed is an opportunity for change. It is. Thank God for a change in your life. Somebody say change. change. Nobody really likes change. We like the familiar. We like things how it used to be. One man said, if you live in the past, you have no future. If you're always looking about how things used to be. And you know what? We got to look forward. Somebody say forward. Somebody say forward. We don't look backwards. We look forward. I'm going forward. I'm not going backwards. Thank God for everything that God did. Thank God for the blessings of God. But now it's time for us to move forward. Even Joshua realized that. Oh, somebody clap your hands in this place. Somebody give God some praise in this house. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord God of Israel. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. And thank God for all the great things he's done. And thank God I, I've learned to value the past. I appreciate the past. But I cannot live in the past. 
things I hold dear to and things I value. And, and I think that, and sometimes I learned that even sometimes my, my friends have to shift friends because I move on to something bigger and better. You know, you, you can't live in the past. You can't continue to moan and groan on what happened last year and how they hurt you and how they did you wrong. You got to move on. Somebody say move on. You got to move on. You got to move on. Stop hanging on in the past and you know what, how this person hurt you and how this thing happened. You got to move on. So look at somebody say move on. Move on. If you live in the past, you have no future. God is doing something new in your life, something fresh in your life. Can you recognize it? One of the greatest abilities of a leader is to be able to recognize where God is. The hushpan. Remember that, uh, that, 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 um, that brazen serpent they had made? Think, you know, it, 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 it was good for his time. He said, those looking upon the serpent shall be healed. But you don't worship the, you don't worship what, the, the, the thing. They began to worship the brazen serpent. God didn't intend for them to worship the, the, the serpent. It's amazing how we, we hold dear to certain things. I'm not saying we should throw away things. I understand that we got to recognize where God is and what God is doing. Sometimes God blows our minds. Sometimes God doesn't think the way you think. You are thinking he thinks, but he doesn't think the way you think. He doesn't think the way you think. See, God has an agenda. And God's agenda is bigger than your agenda. But it comes a point in time in life, you must lay aside your agenda and pick up God's agenda. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Oh, come on and clap your hands. I'm telling you this morning. Yes, God is doing something in this church. But not only in this church, God does something in your life. You're moving from the old to the new, from the past to the future. And understand that there will always be, when you step out of something fresh and new, there will always be opposition. There will always be resistance. Remember one thing. Life is really against you. Going to the next level costs you something. Going to the next level. Remember this principle. The next level is designed to keep you out. I want you to, did you hear me? Some of y'all didn't catch that. I'm going to say it again. The next level in your life is designed to keep you out. Why do you think he has to work so hard to get a promotion? Why do you think he, you know, because the next level is, doesn't want you to go there. And there's times you must push beyond the barriers that are hindrance in your life. Even when you become spiritual, when you start to start tithing and doing what's right, some bill comes in due. Really, it does. He said, I'm going to give this to God. And, oh, I don't know if I can give it to God. Enough. And here's the, the challenge. Or let's say you start reading your Bible on a daily basis, and all of a sudden, you know, you start you're doing really good for the first two days. <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden, something comes along. The kids begin acting up. The husband begins acting up or, or whatever. And you stop reading your Bible. The next level, even in your spiritual life, in your natural life, is designed to keep you out. But you got to push forward. You got to move forward in your life. Do you hear me this morning? Do you hear me this morning? I am speaking to your heart this morning. God is opening up a new chapter in your life. 
what you thought was a curse in Acts Adam was a blessing in disguise. Oh, come on and clap your hands to the Lord. I'm telling God doing something fresh and new. Oh, he, oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, somebody lift your hands and begin to praise him right now. God, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. I thank you for what you're doing fresh in my life, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Hallelujah. Somebody say a new. Somebody begin to praise him one more time. Clap your hands to the Lord. You may be seated this morning. Say with me, leaving the past. Embracing the future. Say it again. Leaving the past. Embracing the future. Cross and Jordan represented leaving the past and going to the future. Joshua realized. He said, you know what? You know what? We're going to cross over. But here's the story. When you get to cross over, see, God is a miracle worker. Somebody say, God is a miracle worker. He has never asked you to work any miracle in your life. He has never asked you to heal anybody. He, asked, he has never asked you to perform a miracle. He's the one that miracle worker. Okay, do you hear me? He's the one that's a miracle worker. But God's needed a vessel, someone who would be present, who God can utilize, and it may be, see, God can be glorified in any situation. I told you the story about the mud on, on, on Thursday night. The man that Jesus, Jesus um, uh, took this man and he was, he was born blind. And the Bible said Jesus made a spittle and he took, took mud and he mixed the spittle and the mud together and put it on the man's face, on his eyes. And that he had to go down and wash at the pool. See, God did his part. Now you got to go down and wash at the pool. Now he had to go down to the pool. As he's walking through the crowd, people say, well, what's that mud on his face? Why has he got mud on his face? What's wrong with this guy? What, what's, what's the issue here? Can you imagine the shame and, the, and, and, and all the embarrassment? But God needed someone who would obey him. We have to have a spirit of obedience. See, here's the story most of us. The problem most of us, we, we lack obedience. We want to get to the next chapter, but it's hard. Now, let me ask you a question. How many have a dog or a cat, animal? Now, now think about it for a moment. You know, my boys wanted a, a dog, but they've never had a dog and don't understand the responsibility of having a pet. You ever see them advertise free kitten, free dog? No such thing. No such thing as a free dog and a free cat. Sorry. It costs you something. To keep a pet, and so they wanted they wanted this pet. They wanted the, and they don't understand. See, I understand what it takes to take care of an animal. You know, most people get it on Christmas Day and they start playing on it, start playing with it after Christmas. But the responsibility is still there. We ask God for stuff we don't even think we understand what we ask Him for. God, give me a dog. Give me a dog. Give me a dog. But we, when we get it, we don't understand the responsibility that comes with it. Right. And I understand that we always asking God for something. But do we know what we asking God for? But here's the problem. It's going to cost you something. 
give me a dog, give me a dog, give me a dog, God. <laughs> but we don't realize what the price that comes with it. It's a price to pay for everything. Go west. John Sodi said, go west. He said, you know what? And that, that, for, that, 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 that phrase, everybody wants to go west, homestead. New opportunity, fresh start, a new beginning. It's amazing how God gives fresh starts. I don't care how your life has been. I don't care what situation has been in your life. You can always start over. Somebody say start over. You can always start over. It's never one of those things that you can't start. You can always start over with God. And John Sodi said, you know what? Let's go west. There's opportunity out there. Yes, there's Indians out there. Yes, there's unknown. Yes, there's the situation. Yes, there are things we don't understand. But let's go west. Look at someone and say, let's go west. Let's go west. You know, this church has suffered a lot and the loss of your church building. And, and, uh, and, and some of you have put a lot of labor in there. And some of you built that church. Some of you did a lot of different things. And thank God for, you know, for what God did and how that, you know, God blessed. But now God's moving on to a greater chapter in your life. God, God can take the ashes and do something else with it. You know, stop, stop moaning and complaining. Stop saying, oh, this and those things. God, I know you're in it, but I don't know how, but I know you're in it somewhere. I'm going to trust you because I know you're in it, God. Oh, somebody praise him with a praise offering this morning. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. You cannot give birth without pain. Did you hear me? You cannot give birth without pain. Did you hear me? Mama, you cannot give birth without pain. It's part, it's part of the process. Somebody say, somebody say the process. It's part of the process. It is. You cannot give birth without pain. You know, when you, when you become impregnant and you want to have that child, I'm sorry. There will be some pain involved because you're giving birth to something. When you start birthing something, there's a price to pay. It's hard. It's hard for that woman. It's hard because you know what? It's just it's the pain that comes with it. But after the birth comes the joy. I said, after the birth comes the joy. Because here's the story. Now you can embrace the joy. You can embrace the pain. And, you, and the pain you don't remember no more because of the blessings. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, this church is giving birth to something. This church is giving birth to something. I'm telling you, giving birth to something. Yes, it will be painful, but you're going to rejoice at the end of the day. Hallelujah. Come on and lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. Come on. I want you, I want everybody to stand on your feet this morning. If you're able to stand, would you stand? And when you lift your hands toward heaven right now, when you lift your hands toward heaven right now and begin to thank him for the pain. Hallelujah. God, I'm giving birth. It's hard. 
is unfair. But God, I thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. God, you're working behind the scenes. God, you're working behind the scenes, and I know you are. And God, help me to trust you, Lord. Help me to trust you, God, that you get all things in your hand. Uh, help me to trust you, God, that you control all things. The wind, the rain, the storm. You, you control the fire, Lord. You control everything in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Remain standing this morning if you would. I want you to hear me very closely this morning. Hear Terry. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. The closing of doors in your life is just as important as open doors in your life hear me did you hear pastor terry the closings of doors in your life just as important as open doors in your life i hope i want that to sink in because every time we start cursing everything that closes in our life we start cursing and say god and, and we don't understand what god is up to but he's up to something Closed doors are just as important as open doors. Because God may not want you to walk through that door. Because it may not be God's will. God shuts it down. But here, what do we do? We take a crowbar. <laughs> start prying it open. All right, this, this got to be God. This got to be God. And we take a crowbar. We just start opening our own doors. And make a mess of everything. Did you, did you hear, Pastor? I, I just spoke to somebody. Somebody just heard a word from the Lord. Closed doors are just as important as open doors. Sometimes sense of, sense of loss, transition, are just as important as God's blessings in your life. Did you hear me today? Did you hear me? You've been praying for a word from the Lord. He gave you one. You've been praying for an answer. God gave you one. But our problem is that we are, we take these crowbars and we try to pry it open. Don't do that. Listen, it'll cost you more than what you bargained for. It will cost you more than you bargained for. I think one of the things that we must have the ability, this is where sensitivity comes in. This is where prayer comes in. This is why prayer clears the vision. If you're not praying about your situation, you better start praying about it. Because you may be, you may be in the fog. And what prayer does, prayer clears the vision so you can see further down the road. It helps you to see Maybe you've been praying. Maybe you feel like a sense of loss in your life. and I don't know where you are, but God knows where you are. Many people look at change as a threat. 
things won't be the same. You know, we won't be able to do this and do that. And I've learned in my own life that sometimes I have to change friends. I do. Because the people I've been hanging out with so long are not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. And God's trying to take me here, but I want to stay here. You know why I want to stay here? Because it's comfortable. Security blanket. Some kids have a security blanket. You know, everywhere they go, they take their teddy bear with them. You know, everywhere they go. Because it's, 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 it feels good. Cattle up to it. When God takes my teddy bear, I get mad. God is up to something. Can you discern? Can you perceive, like the Sodomite woman said, I perceive that he is a man of God. And I am going to prepare, and I am going to build a room over to my house. I am going to go into a building program. I'm going to, she went into a building program. And when she went into the building program, she provided everything, a bed, a lamp. She provided everything that man needs. I'm telling you, God's going to provide everything you need. Did you hear me? God's going to provide everything you need. And so when she did it, see, here's the story. If you take care of God's things, he'll take care of your things. I preached on Wednesday night. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to a close. I preached this past Wednesday night in my church. I said, I preached about David in, in, in 2 Samuel chapter, uh, chapter 7. David had a desire, Sister Kim, to build God a house. And he said, God, he really wants to build God a house. He looked out and said, man, I, I dwell in this beautiful home. This is a nice home. He said, God, I want to build your house. Nathan said, hey, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. God comes the next night, visit Nathan, the prophet. So tell my servant David that he shall not build his house. But the one that comes from his, from his own bowels shall build his house. Tell David that he won't build my house. Catch this. He said, I'll build David's house. And what God was meaning was, he said, I'm going I'm to establish your kingdom and your lineage through Solomon. He said, I'm going I'm to extend your family and your, your kingship all the way to the Messiah. Here's the story behind that. Because David wanted to build God's house, God built his house. Did you hear Pastor Terry? Here's the moral of the story. If you take care of God's things, he'll take care of your things. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? If we invest in the God's kingdom, he'll make sure that, he said, David, he said, even when you're dead in your grave, I'm going to, if your sons and your sons' sons move away from me, I am going to chasing them with a rod of iron. They will be my sons. See, you know what? Even in your death, God can bless your children, children. Even in your death. Oh, my Lord. You can be dead in your grave and God still move. Your prayer is still being answered. God still moving on your behalf. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm telling you this morning. The Bible says, Sister Neil, he said, he said this. He said, in the book of Hebrews 11, Abel being dead yet speaketh. 
Abel being dead, yet speaketh. That means when even in his death, Abel's death, he's still speaking. Lift your hands one more time and give me worship the Lord. Come on. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving. Come on, somebody, I'm telling you. The Lord is moving and speaking this morning. I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit is moving. I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place where God has spoken. He has dropped something in your heart. There's some things that you was that God gave you an answer to. You've been looking for it, and God spoke to you this morning through His Word. I want you to receive it right now. I want you to receive the Word of the Lord right now. Come on. I want you to receive the Word of the Lord right now. I want you to receive the Word of the Lord in my life. Father, I thank you for a new chapter, a new beginning in my life. It's all behind me, Lord. I'm moving forward. My lack will be my blessing. And God, I thank you today, right now. Hallelujah. Let me say this. Some of you have been going through a lack. Seriously. It's been very difficult. Even before all this happened, your finances, your, your situation, the spirit of lack. But see, sometimes God dries up the well to bring us to the cross. Sometimes he dries the well up to bring us to the cross. He does. The Bible says that, you know, when Jesus was at the well and the women at the well came and she ministered, Jesus ministered to her. It was so hot. And sometimes the sun, the hotness, the sun being so hot drives us to the well. And that well is Christ. Some things drive us to the cross. Some things drive us to a place of prayer. Some things drive us to a place of submission to God and surrendering to God. I'm telling you this morning, God is doing this amazing thing. If you will surrender his story, if you will surrender this morning, and I'm talking to you, but if you will surrender, says God, I know you're up to something, but I don't know what it is. You make your way down here this morning. If you you feel like God is up to something in your life, but you know, come on, make your way. If God is up to something, come on, make your way. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been saved. If you feel God is up to something in your life this morning, make your way. Come on, don't stop. Don't just come on. Just come on. It's a new chapter in your life. Something fresh in your life. Something fresh in your life. It could be divorce. It could be situation in your job it could be loss come on just get close as you can just get close as you can move, move a little closer everybody move a little closer come on move a little closer that's it move a little closer that's it so everybody can get in praise God that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it I want you to stop for a moment. I want you to listen to me. It's amazing how that God opens the new chapters. It's amazing what God can do. And sometimes we don't understand that everything that God does, 
why it transpired, what, what happens. But, but here's the story. There's a part that we have to learn to trust the Lord. Even when you don't feel like it. Even when you don't understand, this is when you learn to trust in God. God, I know you know more than I would ever know. I come to tell someone this morning, God is working behind the scenes. Did you hear me? God is working on your behalf behind the scenes. When you bow your heads this morning, Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing right now. Father, there's something new and fresh you're doing. Help us to discern what you're doing. Help us to see what you're doing. Lord, I know you're operating. But God, help my unbelief. Help me to move forward. Help me start dwelling in the past. Help me to stop holding them hostage. How they hurt me and what things that happened. God, help me to move forward in my life. Help me forget the things behind me. Let me press toward the mark of the high calling of God in my life. God, your promises are new, new, renewed every day. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. And Lord, I come to surrender this morning. I come to surrender, Lord, my own ideas, my own ambitions. God, I ask you, God, to take it today. And I'm surrendering this morning, God. And I'm learning to trust you, Lord, every day. My job situation, my home, my marriage, my life. God, I, God, I'm trusting you that you get all things under control. God, you know where I need to be. You know what's going on. God, I'm trying to make a decision what I should do. But God, let me look to you who's the author and the finisher of my faith. Come on, church. That's it. Some of you are in transition right now. Some of you are in transition. You hear the Holy Ghost? Some of you are in transition right now. You are in transition. But hold on. Don't, don't bail. Don't jump overboard. Stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. Stay. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Come on, I thank you, Lord. That's it, that's it. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you for speaking. Thank you for speaking, Lord. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, this morning, I pray. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, you have something in her life.